0: What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today Ryan.
1: What is happening, everybody? <laughs> I, I
0: yeah, good good one, Ryan. I was like, I was wondering if you it was your headset, but good good stuff. No, good I, stuff. I, I knew exactly what you were going for <laughs> right away. And joining us for this very special Twin Peaks episode is JC. What's going on, bud?
2: What's so up? Happy to be here. You know how much I love this show.
0: Yeah, so uh today we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Twin Peaks, a show that I had put off for about 10 years and thanks to COVID and thanks to trying to find some new stuff and thanks to JC, I dived into this year and now I am borderline obsessed with. Uh yeah, you
2: seen it? I think you almost halfway through how many times I've watched it in like like 4 months.
0: So yeah, in 4 months I've watched it the whole series twice. So, I I think you get a different perspective every time you watch it because it felt very very different the second time i watched it and that's probably because i had to watch episodes 10 through 19 <laughs> it, it,
2: the love
0: the, the love is still there but i can probably say that i will never ever 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 watch
2: episodes 11 through 19 ever again know, you gotta, you gotta do it. it's not a real rewatch unless you watch the whole all uh, the, you gotta then, suffer through the pain
0: then i will be a poser and not suffer through
2: my pain I don't well, want to. If, if you do that, you know what I'm gonna call you on through text messages.
0: I, I I think you're a good constituent that you won't do that. <laughs> uh so before we get into Twin Peaks and there is a lot to dive into, we're gonna get into some news of the week. Uh I don't have that much, and by all means, if you guys have anything to add, feel free. So first news is I think we're gonna get. JC, I think we're gonna get Ryan to watch his first Ari Aster film because Joaquin Phoenix is in talks to star in Ari Aster's next film. Bo is afraid. Um, this is really solid. I I can only imagine what the fuck Joaquin will do with this. Uh, JC, thoughts?
2: I mean, you know, like we've talked. You know how much I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. Like from this generation of oh, their generation of actor, Leo. He's my favorite actor, and just him, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Miss I do feel that it's not a terrible movie. Like it had great acting, but it had a lot of good stuff in it, but it's not as good as Hereditary. So him, Timmy Ober Joaquin, I can only imagine it's gonna be something very special.
0: Yeah, and then Ryan. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um I would definitely watch Hereditary and Midsommar before. Uh okay. because I just need your mind to be prepared. For what? Okay, got it. I mean, but you did twin peaks. You you're you're ready for anything now.
1: Awesome.
0: And then the other bit of news that I have is actually very timely because of everything that's going on with what we're covering today. So David Lynch is working on a new Netflix series called Wisteria. So wisteria is a flower. So I have a theory and I'm going to throw it to JC first. I would it wouldn't shock me if this is a backdoor pilot a backdoor season four of
2: Twin Peaks? Um, I mean, it would be messed up to Showtime because they said they were willing to do another season of Twin Peaks if David Lynch was all in. So, I mean, I like that theory, but I mean, granted, Netflix has grown since 2017, but I feel the fact that, that Showtime left it on the table, like even though the viewership wasn't that strong when The Return aired, they said that they, they loved what David Lynch did so they would always be open to it. So I think it's just gonna be something related to flowers i mean obviously being david Lynch is not gonna be just flowers. it's gonna be a bunch of stuff to it but i i mean i would like i would love if it's like a like secretly swimpy season four but i'm not too strong about that because showtime said no matter what they would always be willing to work with him on season four
0: would be funny though if it, if it is but if it's a show about a flower i mean
2: i can only imagine the trip i mean that. it's, that's it's gonna, <laughs> gonna be better it's gonna be better than the happening
0: yeah you're not wrong there uh and, and, ride the only other Netflix collab, I guess we would call it a collab that David Lynch has with uh, Netflix, is a sh- five-minute short where he in- interrogates a monkey.
1: I have to check this out. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty trippy. I've Dude,
0: it is. It's, it's like five minutes, right? Right, JC? No, it's
2: 17.
0: It's 17
2: minutes? Yeah, it's, it's like a, a short short.
0: Oh, it's a real short. Oh man, I I saw it once and I could have sworn it was just like five, six oh, minutes. Oh. Well, R- if you got seventeen minutes. Uh, I know what I'm doing after. This. <laughs> and, le- and let <laughs> yeah, us know. It's,
2: it's shorter than a, than a sitcom.
0: And let us know what you think because it, it it's it sounds this I saw this before Twin Peaks because I was just curious, but it's more on the. Uh, it sounds like Cole is in, in interrogating a uh, a monkey. Yeah. So that's that that's the only news I have. Do you guys have anything that I may have missed?
2: Um, Nate Robinson getting knocked out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's something. I'm pretty sure you woke up to the memes.
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't oh,
2: have. Oh, um, the guy who bought
1: uh, played Vader. Oh, oh David yeah,
0: Prowse. Yeah, David Prowse passed away at 85, which is, which is sad. Um, long life, which is great. The saddest thing I saw on the internet this morning was the picture of uh, it was Prowse. Uh, my God, it was Prowse. Carrie Fisher. Uh,
2: oh, no, the, um, the one that the played, one I posted on Spen. the one that played um, Chewie. know mm-hmm. Peter
1: Hayes.
0: Peter, yeah, Peter Mayhew.
2: Mayhew
1: yeah,
0: Peter
2: Mayhew. Uh, and R two D two. Yeah, he passed away.
0: And the only ones that are left are Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy.
2: Like I su- like soon, I su- I'm- I was scrolling. So as soon as they, asked, uh, they they posted a picture with him, that picture, that thing is probably circulating. Like him without the helmet, like he- he's holding the helmet. As soon as I saw that, before I read the caption, I'm like, guarantee you is that he passed away. Just scroll down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sad. post him at three o'clock in the morning if it's not a death post. Sad news. Uh,
0: then that's pretty much it. I don't. I was going to do a David Lynch movie tagline today, but I know that. Ryan, has Ryan nuts. hasn't
2: seen him. I
0: couldn't do it. I was going to do it anyway and just to, to troll you, Ryan, but I couldn't do it because I think you would, I don't even think you would get one.
1: Yeah, no, unless there's one with the, in the, oh, title.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And that one actually does, I think, have twin peaks in the, t- in the tagline. So I think you would have gotten Firewalk with me. But yeah.
2: Typical Ryan stuff, we give him the easy stuff. I, I can no, say... No, Leo got the easy stuff last week. Yeah, actually, both got it. I, yeah, both got it. You had the good last week with the, with this comic book.
0: I actually think that I was... Uh, I was actually very surprised that uh, they did they went perfect.
2: I mean, that's, that's your territory, comic books.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up the news for the week. And let's dive in because there's a lot to dive into with Twin Peaks. So, I actually want to start with our first time watching it and i'm gonna actually start with the veteran here and i'll start with jc and your first thoughts about when you first watched twin peaks
2: well like i told you offline i made the dumb mistake of watching the movie before because this was like i watched twin peaks for the first time i said like 2006 or 7 back when Netflix was still like um sending out the three that like you had the, the three dvds deal stuff yeah so you know like i had heard you know like i I heard about Twin Peaks Fire Walk. We had, had a great cast. You know, I'm thinking prequel movie, but I didn't think it was going to dive into, like, her getting killed. So, you know, I watched the movie. I saw the murder. And then I looked more into it. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I, I read that people like, oh, you got to watch the movie afterwards because that's the way it was released. So it was just like when I was first watching it, like, I knew, obviously, that that um Leland did it. But, you know, like, it was such a good show and such a good mystery that I was still invested in it, that it didn't mind. But I'm not going to front when I was watching it. I'm like, I look to see what episodes that we find out who the killer was. So, like, I remember f- my first time watching, I was like, I was trying to watch it so quick just to just to get to that episode because I wanted to see it. So, I made that mistake. That's what I told you right away, like, oh, don't watch the movie first. Because the people think prequel, oh, let me watch the movie, that movie first before the show. But for a mystery show, that's the worst thing you could do.
0: So, for me, uh, like I said, I waited a long time. I had I, me going to horror conventions, I think Twin Peaks has been a part of that culture forever and all i see i is like who killed laura palmer shirts and i'm like oh what what is this so then i looked into it saw the that twin peaks was a big thing but i was always like kind of afraid to di- dive into david lynch stuff because he how eccentric he is <laughs> but um thanks to COVID, and we went away for a, for two weeks in this in the summer I said, you know what, let me let me dive in, let me watch the pilot. And I'm like, oh, this isn't that trippy. So I hit up JC right away, and I'm like, this isn't, like, that crazy. No, the pilot is... It's a straightforward pretty, crime. Yeah. It's like a crime drama type of thing. And then as this, and like, as the show progressed, it became this...
2: Especially season two.
0: <laughs> I, I actually think, and I, I was talking to Ryan and Leo off the line last week. I actually think season one and two aren't that bad. With the retrospective of what you get in season three. I think, Ryan, you said
2: that too, right? Totally agree. Yeah. No, because remember, like, to me, with season two, is like episodes one through nine, great. 10 through 11, or whatever. 10 through 12 through 20 are the ones that are really bad. Like, but once it gets to the Twin Peaks, uh, Miss Twin Peaks, the last two episodes are really strong. No, I mean, I mean, to talk about the weirdness of it. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's trippy through all the whole time, but I don't think it's. Like I said, it's just—I think it's accessible, but you just gotta be open to it. Because, like you said, Ryan, you—I remember before Ryan started, you were sure if he was gonna be into it. But he was—he seemed like he was really into it. Yeah, I think
0: yeah, I got into it. You had a hard time with episodes after you find out who killed Laura, right?
1: Oh yeah, I started falling asleep through the episodes. Not even gonna lie. Yeah,
0: they—they were—they were pretty atrocious. <laughs> you can tell that David Lynch left. But let's get into the production of it. Um. So in 19, in the 1980s, Mark Ross, who worked with David Lynch on the show, worked for three years as a writer for the television drama Hill Street Blues. And something tells me, JC, you've seen that show, right?
2: No, I mean, I've caught episodes on Hulu, but it's like because I, I usually try to like watch these old all the shows but I'm just like some of them I just can't get into so like I've seen a few episodes but I can't call myself an expert on it
1: mm.
0: and then following the success of the elephant man and blue velvet Lynch was hired by Warner Brothers to direct a film about the life of Marilyn Monroe based on the best-selling book goddess Lynch recalls being sort of interested I love the idea of this woman in trouble but I didn't know if I liked it being a real story. Lynch and Frost first worked together on the goddess screenplay. And although the project was dropped by Warner Brothers, they became good friends. They went on to work as writer and director on one saliva bubble, a film by with Steve Martin attached to star, but it was never made either. Uh, Lynch's agent, Tony Krantz encouraged him to do a television show. Lynch said, Tony, I don't want to do a TV show. He took, he took Lynch to Nibbler's restaurant in LA and said, you should do a show about real life in America, your vision of America the same way you demonstrated in blue velvet. Lynch got the idea of a small town thing and that led to him and Frost working on the script for um for Twin Peaks so essentially a Marilyn Monroe biopic led to Twin Peaks
1: that's insane i
0: I, I wonder what you what that movie would have looked like though seeing David Lynch directly.
2: It's probably going to look like the way the one that's coming out next year with Andrew Dominic doing it, the guy that did um the assassination of Jesse James. Jesse James, James and, um, yeah. And um, am them softly. He's doing one, but like Joe Demaggio's character is going to call the baseball player. Like I feel like that's the closest to what Lynch would have done because Lynch would have just done some non-traditional biopic. for sure. Yeah,
0: it would have been interesting to see. Uh, the original title of Twin Peaks was Northwest Passage. Thoughts on that name? Would that, would, does that SM have the same
2: feel? I mean, I mean, we, we feel that way because we're used to Twin Peaks, but we probably would have been like, oh my god, Northwest Passage is so great. It just it, It's like something when you think of like when you hear like an actor that turned down an iconic role. You're like, oh, I can't picture nobody else. Like, Yeah, that's because we've seen it. We're used to the name Twin Peaks. But I do get you like Twin Peaks just sounds better than Northwest Passage.
0: And I think because I think it's around like the same st-
1: like- –
2: easier on the ears i I agree and and
0: i think because i think it was around the same time we got that show northern exposure right
2: yeah northern exposure was two years later but uh, they probably wouldn't have named that show like that because it would have been too similar like casuals
0: and then when lynch and frost pitched the idea to abc in a 10-minute meeting in 1988 and the way they pitched it was uh the mystery of laura palmer was initially going to be the in the foreground, but we re- recede gradually as viewers got to know other townsfolk and the problems that they were having. And they kind of did that in season one. I think, you know, Laura. Was, Laura's death was always there, lingering, but you got to see and meet every single person in season one. Although it wasn't, you know, as ridiculous as season two with uh, when we meet David DeCuffney and, and Billy
2: Zane and all that fun stuff. Hey, well, I don't mind the David Duchovny stuff. It, it was interesting, the Billy Zane stuff. You'll, you'll see in a few minutes what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think it's very important for anyone that's listening that wants to know more about Twin Peaks. The show was never intended to reveal the killer of the show. Now, nowadays, I think it, that actually idea works really, you know, it would be something that most people would accept. I don't think in 1990 and 1991 that this would have been gone over well if they actually ended the Not series the without... Patience.
2: Cause it's like not even, not even. I know you definitely didn't watch it, but Pretty Little Liars. It has a similar concept. You know how they didn't know who the killer was of that was doing all those stuff for like five, six seasons, and people didn't mind because it was, you know, it was, it was engaging. So I'm, if Twin Peaks would have came out now, probably would have been a bigger hit than it was in 1990.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: People, you know, it's like similar to the show The Killing. I don't know if you ever saw it.
0: I've seen. I think I saw the pilot, and
2: that's it. But you know, like that's similar stuff. Was like who killed so and so? You know, it's like and MP- people. That I enjoyed a four year run, like Twin Peaks would have been a bigger hit. Now if it came out because, like you said, I feel I think people now like don't mind like you know like season like two, three season season like arcs to find stuff like. But back then, people would have patience to that stuff. Oh
0: yeah, I can I can see this being considered like the worst finale ever if you never find out who Laura.
2: Oh, well, I mean, like I said, you watched it today. I had to deal with eleven years of just thinking where's Annie was the finale. So consider yourself lucky that you watched it. To yeah, that's true. Year and you can go straight to season three. But for somebody that literally, I watched the first Alexa, 07, And the return that airs in 2017. So. And then I Ryan, mean, just,
0: what, what did you, would you have been okay if you never found out who the killer was?
1: I think so. Like, I think, uh, I got so invested in everyone else that and I got so invested in Cooper and what caused the killing more than the killing itself. Yeah, that I would have been okay with it.
0: However, ABC said, ah, ah,
2: and you, they, but who, who, who was it? Who was it that did it? David. I
0: don't want to throw him under the bus. I'm, he's a good man. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go go he's ahead. a good man.
2: It's, it's the only shit you'll probably throw at him.
0: <sighs> Bob Iger. <laughs> so Bob Iger said, "We need to know who the killer was." and with the resolution of twin peaks main drawing point in the middle of the, in the middle of the, yeah in the middle of the second season that and the and the changing time slot because of the Gulf War, it just the 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 ratings completely tanked and then the show was canceled and then it was canceled but did receive a series finale which david lynch came back to direct and we will probably talk about that series finale a little later um you can tell though after s- episode 10 it just com- even the style what what did you say J.C. it felt like just a regular like a like a, a, soap a sat- opera. like, yeah, like it, a satire and a soap opera
2: like it was always a soap opera but it was engaging soap opera stuff but like after he left it just we got that you I mean it's in my worst moments which I'm just gonna do but that whole subplot with freaking James and Beverly Marsh that you know the legit soap opera stuff is like femme fatale and all that stuff like that's not Twin Peaks and then, Rai,
0: I know you probably, did, I'm not, maybe you didn't know this, but you can tell in season two, and well, in season one, the chemistry was there, so there was a planned romantic storyline with Audrey and Cooper. Could you tell that from watching season one?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so
0: what ended up happening there, and I i was going to add it to my facts, but I feel since we're talking about um season two as a whole, so the plan after the resolution of Laura Palmer's murder was for their to be a relationship that develops between Audrey and Coop. However, uh, Kyle McLaughlin was actually dating Laura Flynn Boyle, who plays Donna, at the time, and she puts a kibosh on that. So, uh-uh. So, uh-uh. So, uh-uh. So, uh-uh. So, uh, so essentially, what ended up happening was, we got the Billy Zane storyline with Audrey, and then Heather Graham was brought in because they felt that Cooper needed an, a romantic interest. And then Sherilyn um, Fenn commented in, in 2014 stating Boyle was mad started saying that his character oh no I'm sorry Boyle Boy was mad that my character was getting more attention so then Kyle started saying that his character shouldn't be with my character because it doesn't look good and that pretty much I think that's low, low key shade that was thrown mean? I mean I don't blame I mean, her I don't blame her
2: but Audrey was a better character period better written had more iconic moments it's like, sorry, Donna. the 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 most iconic thing I could think of you is just that the the first episode when she gets the news that Laura died, like the crying when she like holds her, I think her wrist, like that's a very iconic image when when, when regarding *Swim Peaks*.
0: Yeah, I actually think that when I first started watching the show, I thought I was really gonna like her because of that first episode. Like she was no, really yeah, really good. They do
2: they do good, you know, because it's like you know like, but they really didn't gonna go much with so. And then she starts dating Laura's side boo. Like come on, I would just. Off the bat, like that first episode, good stuff, but then it just became, you not know, like, I don't know. Even uh, Maggie was was more interesting than her.
0: Yeah, and season two became very, she became unbearable for a lot of season two. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: But yeah, some casting notes that I have here. So due to budget constraints, Lynch intended to cast a local girl from Seattle as Laura Palmer, reportedly just to play a dead girl. The local girl ended up being Shirley. But no, uh, Lynch stated, but no one, not Mark, not me, not anyone had any idea that she could act or that she was going to be so powerful just being dead. And then while Lynch shot the whole movie that James takes of Donna and Laura, he realized that Lee had something special. She did, she did do another scene, the video with Donna and the picnic. And it was see, that scene that did it. As a result, Cheryl Lee became a semi regular addition to the cast appearing as flashbacks at Laura and Maddie. I will say I do, and I'll get your thoughts on, on this in a second. I do like Maddie on the second watch a lot more. I think she's a much more deep, important character than I've, Originally fell in the first round. Uh, JC, I'll start with you on
2: that. I mean, I've always I always liked the character because it was interesting and like you know, being a big Lynch fan, you know, I know that he he tends to have a a thing for duality, you know, like with Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, and an Empire. So that, I I feel like that was such a great trademark of his. So I, like I was always fine with the character and I and I did like what Shirley did. So I'm glad that he was able to give her a second chance to like you know like be. All up in that whole world instead of just being a dead body. Yeah, I agree. He 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 got lucky because he said like it was just he just thought it was she was gonna play a dead body and she turned out to be a phenomenal actress.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then Ryan, what do you think of Maddie? I guess Ryan doesn't care about Maddie at all. So we'll we'll move on from there and then.
1: No, I yeah, no, I don't really care about her.
0: That's terrible. That's terrible. She's so great. Um, And then the other casting mistake or that turned into probably the most important mistake the show ever had was set dresser Frank Silva was cast as Bob. Uh, and, and JC, you're the one that told me that story originally so you want to say what happened that led to Frank Silva being cast as Bob.
2: Okay, for like the people that have seen the show, it was um when when Laura's mom get has the vision, like when about the like somebody like walking to pick up, um, I think it was The Rock or like the bracelet, and then she jumps, and you know she gets scared when she's like does her like iconic screams. Frank Silva by mistake came out the in the in the mirror, and it just became like such a like David Lynch didn't know about it. Somebody was like, oh Frank, Frank the set decorator came out the picture. Then Lynch went back and saw it, and he didn't know exactly what he was going to use it for but he liked it and then like with time it just be, like it made sense to use him as Killer Bob which like i said he got very lucky with that show with a lot of with a lot of mistakes that turned out to be iconic
0: yeah and then kevin smith uh has gone on record saying that one of the inspirations one of the fathers of Silent bob is bob from twin peaks
2: on so that's, the, I, that I did it on. So I think you mentioned like in one of the last two podcasts, I was like, That's interesting. Like, you know, you just hear the name Bob, you're not gonna automatically think that he, that was like some inspiration,
0: yeah. So that's awesome. And then, uh, going into the trophy room, this show was nominated its first year for one, two, three,
2: 14 Emmys, I think,
0: 14 Emmys, and it won zero. It didn't. But at ir- the
2: Golden Globes, it, it, it dominated.
0: It did an Irishman.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> it at the at the Globes, yeah. So Kyle won actor. It won drama series. I don't like that. Um, Piper won supporting actress over Sherilyn. I think Sherilyn should have I mean, won
2: supporting actress. Yeah, but re- but remember, like uh, uh, Catherine's arc in that first season was amazing. Yeah. No, you like- right. She did have a lot she's a, to do. She's like a veteran and stuff like that. So, you know, like sometimes the Golden Globes tend to go for a bigger name.
0: And then at the Globes in 2018, Kyle was nominated for Best Actor. And then the show essentially was shut out outside of Outstanding Writing and then Outstanding oh, you, Directing.
2: For a season. You have no idea how pissed off I'm, you know, because everybody was talking about how to like when, when during that year, everybody was just like, you know, that's to. A lot of people that consider it as an 18 hour film because that's how David Lynch kept saying it was an 18 hour film. It wasn't like a CV series or anything. So, like, I remember made the top set of a lot of like critics, like just in movies. And it's like me for the, for the page. I did my top 10 performances and I said, I sort, of sort of, even though it was a TV show, I put Kai was the best performance of that year for me. So, mm-hmm. I remember like, I'm here, like, okay, Emmys, you know, they you know, since they have so many different awards, i like, Twin Peaks is going to get nominated for, you know, like, I, I, I expect like at least 10 to 15 nominations. So, when I saw, how little nominations it got, I was just shocked. I'm like, this is literally one of the most critically acclaimed shows of the year.
0: And you know what's funny? I think seeing what they nominate and they have nominated Lynch for trippier things like Mulholland, you'd think that, you know, he would be a surefire thing. So I was very surprising when I saw that when I did my research on it. And I'm like, wow, the return got no love whatsoever. At least the nom for like the series and then for Kyle an actor. Had been. a
2: few supporting, a few supporting things because there was a few, like the return had had a few good supporting characters and stuff. Yeah. So next thing like, I want, like, I'm oh, sorry, like Naomi Watts as Janie. She should have. She she was Emmy worthy.
0: Yeah, I actually liked her a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot.
2: Um, and
0: next thing I want to do is actually since this show ends on a very Soprano esque and big ambiguous ending. I kind of want to dive into some theories about the entire show as a whole, but before I get into that, I'll start with Ryan on this. So you saw the show first time, and then it ends. What do you think? What were you had certain thoughts on the actual season two ending that you told me you really liked, but what did you think about the actual ending of the return?
1: The um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I actually just rewatched it right before going on air, um, to have a nice impression in my head. I thought. Uh, I still don't know what to make or tails of it if, if it was future or past mm-hmm. uh but um yeah I don't I agree with your i'll let you say your theory david but I agree with your theory on what happened yeah
0: so for, so yeah, yeah so okay. yeah so for me i I kind of feel that the reality was the Laura was saved and this alternate world is created but When they get back to the house and you get to the point where, you know, she doesn't know she's Laura Palmer and you hear Sarah's voice whisper and then Laura has this face like of instant fear. Like, I personally think everything that ever happened to Laura just came into her mind at that very moment. And it was just like utter fear that led her to scream. So that's kind of where I think the the show ends. Uh, jc what about you
2: i feel like the whole show was a dream i feel like when she's calling her that's like like laura's waking up from like a night it's like she was having a nightmare like the whole show her being murdered was a nightmare so where her mom you know like when we when we have nightmares we wake up like sweating or something some people wake up screaming yeah so like her scream i feel like that's because remember you hear like like you hear it's from like episode one with her when her mom was calling her laura laura so like I like I said I I've always, I've, like that's my interpretation of it. I feel like maybe it's a dream, and when she's getting called, like her scream, just like waking up from that nightmare she had, of basically. Cause remember, if you were dreaming all everything that happened to her in the end of in Fire Walk with Me in the show, like that's a that's a pretty terrifying nightmare. So you think? Then explain. Oh,
0: sorry to cut you off, Ryan. Uh, so do you think that? she wakes up and she's like 17 year old Laura not this older Laura you mean she's
2: mm, yeah I think like like her mom calling her just like waking her up from that day and it was just a nightmare I like and then that. my other theory is that Kyle uh, Dale Cooper is just doomed to to save a different version of Laura every single time like he saved her by going back in time and now he's trying to save her again like I feel it's like a never ending loop where he's just constantly destined to save a version of her and then like I remember when it aired, like I kept looking at my watch. I'm like, there's three minutes left. You know, remember because they get they get they start getting to the house like with three minutes of the episode. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna do it again. It's gonna be a weird ending, it's gonna be open ended. You know, because I'm like, like I said, I saw it like the day happened. So I was looking at my watch, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna do it again, he's gonna do it again. We're gonna be left with a crazy ending. And sure enough, we did. I think
0: you know what's funny and and Ryan I'll get right back to you. I think both endings being what they are, season 2 is is it's amb- it's not less ambiguous. It's a cliffhanger for sure, but oh, it's we less know exactly it's what less, it is. yeah, we know exactly yeah. what it is. Like
2: he's getting dominated. Yeah. Like before for like 25 years it was like the the question all Twin piece had is like where's Annie? Now it's like what year is it? Yeah. Uh
1: Ryan, you you were going to say something. Um, I know we're going kind of touch on we're going to touch on a lot later, but I would love to know if that's all a dream. What JC's uh, interpretation of episode
2: eight is, and oh, you want my thoughts on episode eight? Well, yeah, going going on what
0: your theory is about, like if it's all a dream.
2: Well, I mean, I never really thought about it to that extent, like in that regard. I feel like just like with the finale, at least I feel like I mean, I feel the whole series is a dream, but. Like I said, it could have been a, a whole, like, I, maybe she didn't dream that part, like, of the creation of Bob and the creation of her. But like I said, with David Lynch's work, like, this is what he loves, for us to theorize of, like, different meanings. So, like, that's just one of my theories that. But, like like I said, another theory I have is just that Dale is in a ever- end, never-ending loop of saving a virgin Laura, always. So, like like I said, I'm also with right. the thing where, like, with the creation of Laura is, like, like I said, like, it fits into my, my thing, that thing where it's, like, there's like maybe like a whole, a bunch of different versions of Lauren and Cooper just meant to travel through time and do all this stuff to save every different version of her
0: yeah I, don't I, know. I as much as like I would like a season four I kind of really think this ending is perfect
2: I mean I wouldn't mind a season four but this is so many cast members have died since that it like like um normal, you know she passed away last year Peggy Lipton like if yeah. they do, you do know, like going back to the double R is gonna be more but most likely Shelly running which is okay but it's just you know, like, her and Big Ed had such a happy ending, so for, for them to do season four and then Ed has to, let's say, deal with the loss of her after, he, after 40 Finally, years of trying to yeah. get her, like, it would just take away, like, I would love it, but then I won't, like, I'll be fine if this is what, whatever we get.
0: Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. Uh, so, let's get into some... Uh, I, I can't wait to get some of your ta- thoughts on this. So, I have a list of five of the best fan theories and five of the worst fan theories. <laughs>
2: Oh, I didn't know he was doing this, so. Let's go.
0: Yeah. So here's number ten. Number ten in terms. So there's ten total. So this is the fifth worst. Laura Palmer is Dale Cooper's mother. What? So straight. I don't like that at all. Yeah. So here's some of the reasoning for it. So far-fetched ideas and understatement. Strangely enough, this theory is supported to a certain degree based on evidence of similarities Dale and Laura share, such as not liking asparagus. This theory suggests that since Laura has many versions of herself, kind of what you were saying, JC, one of those versions is Cooper's mother. Their deep connection, though not romantic, exists, and the suggested reasoning is that they are family. I don't Ryan, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the same as Ryan, but I wouldn't put it past David Lynch of of maybe that being some like a version of Laura is his mom. Yeah. I would have put it past him. Um number
0: number four five best theory that i've seen here is dale cooper's hair so another fa- fan theory suggests that cooper's hair signifies where he is in time that is he is parted his parted hair as worn in season one represents the point in time before the good bad dale split and that his slick backed hair that has he wore in season two represents any time during or after the split Thus, you can keep up with the events chronologically based on his hairstyle. This is somewhat plausible when it comes down to it, but it's still up, you know, up to you. Thoughts?
2: And the mother. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the show like five times, and I never really noticed the difference in his hairstyle. Like, I didn't analyze it that hard to look at the, that he had a different style of hair. Are you gonna do that now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah next time I watch, I'm gonna look for that because I'm like that definitely wasn't looking at Kyle like that, so be looking, noticing different hairstyle, what gel he used, or whatever.
0: (laughs) Another one, four, fourth worst one that I saw here. Maddie is Laura's doppelganger. Though Maddie and Laura are played by the same actress, you know that they are different people. But one fan points out that Maddie is more than three years older and both she and Laura have doppelgangers that appear in the Red Room. Plus, unlike Cooper's doppelganger, Laura was born and not manufactured, further derailing this theory. So, it's really not doesn't make any sense. Alrighty. And then the last two, the worst and the best theory on the internet right now. Episodes seventeen and eighteen have to be watched in sync. So this theory suggests that in Twin Peaks the Return, fans were confused by the timeline of the event, so they theorized in order to understand, they had to watch episodes seventeen and eighteen at the same time to catch up. This is this is ludicrous that even David Lynch himself has called audience out on it, saying this wasn't necessary.
2: I mean, that's how it aired. So it, it, it yeah, I,
0: I, I got nothing on that. That is ridiculous. I
2: mean, that's how it aired. The first night, the finale was a two-hour finale.
0: And then the quote best theory is once you start, you can't stop. So this one tops the list because, um. There's a theory about fans theory, uh, thinking that Twin Peaks, there's so much to analyze and int- interpret that the possibilities are endless. You're easily sucked into s- to swirling vortex of mystery. So essentially what this theory is saying that Lynch creates a show that once you start, you just you just keep going because you want to dive into the mystery of the show. This could be said for any show, so I can't. I think it's a little bit of a cop-out on this list, but I think that's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> I started and I kind of just did not want to stop. Yeah, so. For you. It it's yeah, it just shows Lynch's power. Now let's get into the categories because there is a lot of categories here. So, let's start with our top 5 twin peaks liked and disliked characters and we're going to start off with the dislike because I think a lot of us may be on a similar path here. So, Ryan, I'll kick it off with you. All what right. is your 5 through 2? most disliked characters on Twin Peaks?
1: Uh, Jock. One nine nine, Mom. Bite the Bullet. Donna. Yes! I'm...
0: James is not number number one. I thought he would have been number one.
1: Oh, no. My number one. I couldn't stand from the moment I met him. I already know who it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. J- JC, who do you got?
2: Well, I have two um, audible mentions. I have Billy Sane's character, which I can't even remember his name. Um and Evelyn Marsh, the soap, the James soap opera side, yes. Stuff. And then my number five is Nadine. My number four is Donna. My number three is Richard Horne because that dude just, just a despicable person. And my number two is Leo.
0: Okay, so I think we are kind of on the same boat here. So my number five is Donna. I would, and I think JC, you and I were talking off the line. It was hard between Donna and Nadine for me. But what nailed it for me was just like the offset stuff that, that <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle did to kind of fuck up season oh, two. Oh, yeah. That, that,
2: when you found that out, that pissed you off. i like, crazy, because you wanted that romance.
0: Yeah. So I was like, all right, fucked on it. So <laughs> number four, I went with Chad Broxford from That's The Return. That's
2: sheriff, right? Yeah. The, the deputy?
0: Yeah, the one from The Return. He's just a complete prick. Shit. Number three, I went with James. Three,
1: wow. Two, low. Yeah,
0: well. Listen, too low, James is not a bitch. like well, yeah, yeah yeah he's he's a bitch, and he's one of those people that like it's hard to like him, but he doesn't have bad intentions like my two and one, so that's kind of what helped me separate that. um, uh, my two is Richard Horn because he is a piece of shit like there is nothing nothing likable about him, and I will just kick off my number one. my number one is Leo Johnson. Leo Johnson is the worst, the absolute fucking worst. Uh, Ryan, who's your number one here? Leo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that I thought, and cause JC and I talked off the line, like, and I kept guessing who the killer was.
2: Um, yeah, you had him very high for a long
0: time. I had, yeah, I, I, I can't believe I guessed right because I, I started feeling, I think episode Laura's funeral, I'm like, is Leland the killer? And you didn't say anything. You just let me write it in. So uh, I wasn't going to. Such- I wasn't going to let you suffer what I suffered. Yeah, not that early. But Leo Johnson is just the—he's uh, such a terrible person. Absolute terrible person. But shout and, out to
2: the guy who played Leland. Exactly, he was so good. He yeah. so good. Yeah.
0: Um, whatever, never-
2: Oh, you know what my number one is. Yeah. What are you telling David?
0: Go, James. It's
2: freaking just you.
0: What? It... it there's nothing endearing about him to you,
2: <laughs> not at all. Like when he leave, left to in peace, I was so happy. Like, oh yeah, we're not gonna really get him much, and then we got the whole stupid subplot about this, about the whole femme fatale double murder uh, double murder stuff. Like, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Of that. I, I don't I, know. That. There's nothing redeemable about the character. Like I guess plus, like, you was he was piping some other dude's girlfriend, no matter how much of a jerk he was. Your girlfriend gets murdered, and then you start be- you start messing with her best friend. Yeah, that's terrible.
0: I will <laughs> say, Leo,
2: I- the guy that played Leo, least did a great performance that I could put him as too. But James, trash character, trash performance. I'm actually, a nasty human being when you think about it, like with the stuff
0: I just said. Well, yeah, it's, I Donna is at fault for that too.
2: Yeah, and, which is why I don't like her either.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny? I thought this was going to be on Ryan's list because he almost made my list. Hulk hand from the return.
2: Oh, oh I thought he, was, he was cool. oh, oh my god. He actually, he actually made um storyline interesting.
0: He killed Bob.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I just, I just hated the Hulk hand.
2: Imagine, imagine if a little kid that has those Hulk gloves, you see that he probably don't think he's that strong.
0: If a little kid is watching Twin Peaks, then <laughs> <laughs> that, that
2: understands that. any of it. <laughs> he, has, he has, some parents that have good teachers trying to teach him
0: early. For sure. All right. So, in terms of our like, I guess I'll kick it off this time. So I I couldn't decide. I did have an honorable mention with the log lady. I think she's awesome. Uh, my number five. I couldn't decide between these two, so I I had to give some love to both, Audrey, and Gordon Cole, because Gordon Cole in the return just like takes it to a hundred. <laughs> he is hilarious. I I I love him. I think one of my favorite moments of Cole is in season two, when he's try he's telling Cooper some secret stuff about some case or whatever. And then you hear, he's talks, obviously talks so loud that you, everyone in the police station is hearing him. It's, it's, it's such a good parallel. I love him. Uh, number four, this is cheating JC. So you're, it's okay. Uh, so number four and three are Lucy and Andy.
1: Uh,
0: I, I love Lucy. These, you kind of prepped me for it JC. The scene in episode, was it episode one or two of the return with the cell phone? Was one of the funniest moments on the entire show, and my number two is Laura Palmer. Ryan, who do you
1: have? Um, my honorable mentions are the Gangster Brothers uh, and Bob. I wasn't sure if I could make him an actual character, so I just put him in my honorable mentions. Oh, you should have
0: um, you should have put the arm then
1: too. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> God damn God. Um, number five. I know I'm gonna be only one to have him, but I found them entertaining from beginning to end. Jerry. Uh, number four, Leland. Oh, nice. Number, number nice. three, Audrey, and number two, the arm.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite part of the arm?
1: Um, when he, I, ah, this is so hard. <laughs> Everything, just like his mannerisms and yeah, mystery man. behind him. He's... I didn't like when he turned into a tree. That was I did not like that. So do the you know? Arm.
0: Do you know why he turned into a tree?
1: Because he wouldn't come back.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think JC, you, is there more to it or just that? I guess JC doesn't know e- either. Uh yeah. My thing with the arm, I think it's one of those. It doesn't. It doesn't completely take away stuff of the red room, but he made the the red room so interesting. Yeah. And then the first time, the first time you saw it, were you like, "What the fuck is going on"?
2: Oh, yeah. when I was talking, <laughs> you couldn't hear me right now. No. Oh, I, I was muted. No, I said that it had to do with contract stuff, but it worked because the last time, remember in the, in the original finale, when he sees Cooper, he tells him, the next time you see me, I won't look like this. So it yeah, kind, of, a tree? kind of- <laughs> Well, it's, it's Lynch. Like, if, you haven't seen Eraserhead, Brian, but um, David is like, a tree is, he could have gone a lot of weird.
0: He yeah. A lot of weird. Very tame. The tree was tame. Compared to some of the shit that he does, and I mean, look what? at da- David Bowie is a giant tea, pe- tea kettle. So.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's, I like I liked it because of what he said in the finale. Like, granted, it wasn't that wasn't the reason. It was just because him, yeah. um, Michael J. Addis, I think his name is the, the the arm. He just that was just a whole contract dispute. They had a whole little beef. He just I guess maybe they weren't giving him what he wanted or something.
0: What do you want?
2: <laughs> uh, what do you he want? He has one of the most iconic. When you think of some of the most iconic. Scenes in Twin Peaks, him dancing is like, oh my Hanrave. god,
0: him dancing, and then, and,
2: and then your favorite, and then your favorite meme, the the rubbing hat oh my Man- god,
0: Hanrave. the the burning hand rub is i could have Ryan suit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he when I first told him about Twin Peaks, I I sent him that gift, like this is what you're gonna <laughs> expect, and then I sent him the gift of him dancing. So, uh, but well, yeah, what do you got, JC? Five, your
2: five oh. through two. My honorable is Sheriff Truman, Gordon Cole and the Log Lady. The log lady especially loved her with Everything in the Return, cause like I knew she had passed away before before it aired. So like ease of her scenes meant a lot to me. And I loved how he was able to incorporate her a lot into the story. But my top five is um number five is Audrey. Number four is Bob. Number three is Lucy, and number two is Laura. And for Laura's more to do with the Return because I mean, with um, Fire Walk with Me, because that just made me love her character a lot. Yeah, to see her be alive,
0: same here. That's that kind of added so much to her. Uh, and then we all have the same number one, right?
2: I, think so. I mean, you can't. If, I'm sorry, like, as much as Laura is good, like, if anybody's talking to Peaks and you don't say, Dope, he is the heart of the show. Like, that's why a lot of people didn't like Fire Walk with Me because he has such a small role. Like, he's the, the I mean, Laura is the heart of the show, but we tuned in for Dale Cooper.
0: Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. Like, I mean I love Firewalk with me, but Cooper is Cooper is everything on that show. That's why people were so upset when we got your boy, Dougie. Dougie Fresh. Hey.
2: Don't you badmouth off Dougie.
0: So I, I haven't asked Ryan this. What do you think about Dougie? Like the whole arc with Dougie? It
1: was fine. It just went a little too long in my opinion. Yeah, I think it
2: could have been a little shorter. He
1: could have woken up a little
2: quicker. <laughs> what do you what As you, a person that was that literally tuned in for like three months, because that show aired from like May to I'll say like August. So I feel you with that. Like it was very frustrating. I did like Dougie, but you know, it's like, you know, whenever we're gonna get him back, whenever we're getting him back. Like as a like I said, you guys was able to binge all at once, but imagine having to wait week after for you know what I'm saying? It's like it was frustrating, but I did like the character.
1: It's like being a Family Man's fan and winning for the Stephon Arkell episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did not think we were going to talk about Eric of. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I
0: have ne- I still don't love Dougie, even on the rewatch. I like him more this time around. But I will say, despite the fact that I- how I feel about him, his arc at the end, his the end of his arc, I really enjoy. Like that scene in the casino with him. And Naomi yeah. Watts, and it's really, and the score that's playing in the background is really, really touching. And I'm glad that they did have a happy ending because that's that's someone that deserved it. Because the the OG Duggies of seemed like a piece of shit.
2: Oh boy, we literally meet him fucking a hooker.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, Dale Cooper. I mean, Kyle McLaughlin is fantastic. I I actually because I saw Twin Peaks so late, the first thing I saw of him was actually him as um
2: doing a blue velvet.
0: No, um, oh. on "How I Met Your Mother."
2: Oh yeah, the captain. the captain.
0: The captain. Yeah, so he's really great in that. All right, cool. So moving on, top five tw- Twin Peak moments. So I'll kick it off with JC on this one. What is your five through two best Twin Peak moments? It's gonna
2: be a little long. Remember, I told you I was gonna mention just a few worst moments real quick. But yep, the "Just You" song. You know <laughs> how I feel about the song when they when they came back in the return. I was pissed off because I'm like, one time was enough. Even though you feel that it was James. Like one moment, whatever. Um, the soap opera subplot again, James, <laughs> and then Nadine as a teenager. But then going into like my top five moments, I have like just honorable mind but I'll just mention it quick because you guys know what it is as soon as I say. But Audrey's dance was amazing. That's like iconic. The way they use that that theme is so great. Um, the house Andy finale, um uh, big Ed and Norma getting their happy ending, Laura's murder. And um, the birth of Bob, but then my regular top five is gotta like because I love episode eight. Like I remember I was preparing Dave for like I think like at least a week. I'm like yo, watch me get to episode eight. Watch. I mean, he, I know he did the same thing to you, Ryan, because he was curious what, what your take was. It. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much how I was with him. Like I just couldn't. I just I was curious because I know he loves Stanley Kubrick, and I'm like he'll probably really dig this episode. Jenny I actually thought I was gonna be more out of it, but she seemed fine with it. I'm
0: oh, shocked, it? shocked she liked it. She didn't love uh, it like me, but she she liked it, and no, I was I, shocked.
2: I would take what she the reaction she gave I thought she was going to hate it, probably walk out. Uh, my number four is the return of Dale Cooper. Like as like as somebody that was watching it when it aired, like that scene, like when he when he um when he was like, "I am the FBI," like I smiled like a little kid. Um, number three, the arm dancing was one of the most iconic images of the show, and then number two, when Laura's body's found, like. Like just the score, and it's like that was such an iconic image, just, like, um, Cheryl Lee's face covered in the in the wrapping.
0: Yeah, that an that iconic yeah. shot. Uh, Ryan, what do you got?
2: Uh, my list is going to suck compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian, It's 11, uh,
1: thirteen years of this, of loving the show. Because my honorable mention is cotton balls. I just get a kick out
2: of that. Story. <laughs> <laughs> All the the, the Nadine stuff?
1: Yeah, I get kicked Why out Why do
2: you like that, man? I, I don't know. I laugh. It's like, it's like no, a little... I mean, it's, just, it's, it's solid stuff. I just would have put it in my top I five think, moments. Oh, man. You know what the thing is?
0: I I I guess the stuff with Nadine, I, I hate it more because of Big Ed. Like, him and Norma should have been together forever. Yeah. So, go ahead.
1: Um, Number five. Something appears in the box and kills the young duo. Oh, just,
0: that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, yeah that was such dope.
1: was an awesome way to start off the
2: return, I think. Like it was like a, such a yeah, It was like it was like yeah, this is not the same twin peaks. Exactly.
1: Number 4, Leo, guess what he deserves? Anytime he gets what he deserves, you can put
2: <laughs> the Windham Earl stuff. I loved it.
1: Um, number 3, meeting Diane in person.
0: That was Damn. so dope. I liked that a lot. I was
1: I was going to have that.
2: And number 2, got a light. Oh.
0: So, I actually have got a light as an honorable mention, so I feel bad that it's not. <laughs> higher I'm surprised
2: up. that Ryan is the only one that had it as. Oh, no, well, I
0: had it number five. Yeah.
2: I'm surprised that Ryan had it higher than me.
0: So I do have a few honorable mentions. You kind of mentioned most of them, but the ones that you didn't mention, uh, when we meet Wally.
2: Oh, my God. I, I was going to talk about but I have completely forgot it. The road so is my dharma.
0: So what do you think of that when you meet Andy and, and Lucy's kid, right?
2: Perfect casting. Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: Um, do you know who he's imitating there? No. Nah. Marlon Brando. Oh. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the movie, JC? Uh The
2: Wild One. Yeah. So
0: that that's that why was, I
2: think the one he did right before Street Comedy Desire or after.
0: That's why it was so hilarious to me. But yeah, that's that's uh an audible mention. Plus Audrey's dance, plus the reveal of Laura after she um when she's died. Uh, but my five through my five through two, and I guess I'll just do my my one
2: right here. I have yeah.
0: uh, the atomic explosion theater sequence, so I kind of have the birth of Bob and birth of Laura Palmer kind of crunched together.
2: Yeah. Same episode, I'm, it's okay.
0: Yeah, like that. The theater sequence is perfection. Like I think that probably like the whole episode is masterpiece, but like that whole sequence is so perfect. Um Number four, the final moment of the series where Sarah whispers uh, "Laura," followed by the scream, and then you know we talked about more in depth before. Number three, Laura's death—actual death—in Fire Walk with oh. Me. So you kind of set me up for that, JC. Like, yeah, I
2: was telling <laughs> it was like it's it's something like for people, it's a little too much for me. Like it's it was too much, but I didn't like I said we, we me and you see so many movies that we've seen crazier stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's perfect and the cinematography in that scene is fantastic my number two is kind of another poor uh, um poor shirley uh so the reveal of leland palmer possessed by bob as the killer and then he kills maddie oh
2: my god that 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 whole like three four minute sequence like when you get the when you get sarah like crawling and then the camera just pans with the the slowness was so perfect.
0: I love the fact that they alternate. That Lynch alternates between Leland and Bob. Like you're able to see. Like I think oh, he. You
2: know the is it is it part of your trivia what he did with that episode or no?
0: I no, but you so you can say it.
2: Okay, so he did not show ABC the the thing until until it was airing because ABC was kind of mad about it because you know like that's a very graphic scene like you know you wouldn't see that on maybe HBO or Showtime but. Not on ABC, you know. It was like very graphic, and you know when when um when Bob is like sucking Shirley's like her chin or whatever, where he was trying to like, kiss her, you know, it was just like remember like for 1991, like that was a very graphic scene. So he lynched on purpose. He didn't show them until he didn't like give them like a test screening of it. So when they aired it and they like Grant granted it wasn't it didn't cause so much controversy, but pretty much if if ABC had seen it beforehand, they would have told they would have cut it some stuff and tamed it down a bit, which would have taken away from its impact. Yeah, because that scene is
0: incredible.
2: And violent.
0: Yeah. Ryan, what do you got?
1: Uh from a number one?
0: Yeah. Or right, JC, uh, did you go J C actually no, yeah. Go number one, Ryan.
1: The introduction of the Red Room. Just
2: uh so trippy and weird. I loved it.
0: Yep. So good, so good. Well, what do you got, JC?
2: About oh, the, the Bob reveal, and pretty much everything I said when you mentioned it, it was just like that scene to me. Like I said, I knew it was happening because, like I said, I saw the movie beforehand, but it didn't take away from that impact. Like it's such a violent scene, beautiful the way he, the lighting of it, just like you said, the, the going back from lead into Bob, and this is the way it ends with him just like shoving, like basically reminded me of once upon a time in Hollywood when Brad Pitt's like hitting the girl's face. Yes it was granted. that he only did it one time, but it was just like a perfect way to end it. Cause it was like, I think the score that was being used and then when, as soon as he hit it, just everything just went quiet. And then it went to the next scene.
0: Yeah. I loved it. And then my number one is actually the death of Leland Palmer. I thought that scene in the jail cell was amazing so acting. amazing, amazing work. And I I'm shocked that he didn't get at least a supporting M- Emmy, nomination, Emmy for nomination for that. Cause that performance is so great. Uh, and i just love the heartbreak like he realized at that moment he finally realizes he what did. he did and it's so heartbreaking and i think that coinciding with the episode before that's why i have it i wanted two. is kind of like that's kind of the end of twin peaks as we know it until the finale and then the return so it's, it's perfect uh and then l- finishing up before we get into our facts our top 10 best of twin peaks so for here we could do episodes we could do have you know have fun with this i had a good time with this um i'll start with rye what's your 10 through 2
1: i did episodes purely uh because that's what i thought honestly that's fine um number 10 uh season nine episode i mean season two episode nine sorry uh, uh, arbitrary law bob is outed. number nine season three episode one my log has a message for you yes great way to bring back the show Number eight, season two, episode seven, "Lonely Souls," the killers revealed. Number seven, "Walk with Me," I walk with me. Mm-hmm. He said, part 2, right?" Yep. Right. Number six, season one, episode one. Such a great pilot, such a great introduction to the show. Number five, season one, episode one, "Zen or the Skill to Catch a Killer." Jerry and the Red Room are introduced. Just that was the reasons I love it. <laughs> um, number four. The series finale, What Is Your Name? Such, you know, We talked a lot about it already. Um, season 2, episode 22, Beyond Life and Death, the OG finale. Uh, and number 2, season 3, episode 16, Cooper Wakes Up and RG's Fates Revealed. No knock at no door, no. So, I still can't believe that was her fate. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you because we didn't really so dive into it. That.
0: So do you think, I, I need JC and I have talked about it, so I'll go to Uri. So do you think she's institutionalized?
1: Yeah,
2: no, it looks exactly like a like a yeah.
0: out. Is that what you think, JC too?
2: Yeah, which is like like she's. I feel like when when she runs to him, that's like when she wakes up from like probably one of her days that maybe whatever pills they're giving her. Because I think, because I think they mentioned it in like one of the those years and stuff like that. They mentioned how how after after everything that happened, to her like she had a lot of psychotic episodes. I think it was like, Something like that.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean she. I thought she died <laughs> in season yeah, two.
2: Yeah, because of, of the explosion. Yeah, and... And then we find out she basically got raped.
0: And that's, man, this is just, like, this is what angers me. I guess seeing her fate, and I get why Lynch did what he did. It is what it is. I'm not really upset at him for doing that. But it just shows, like, where her character could have gone if everyone just played their part. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous.
2: I, I, li- I like the fact that she was able to get her hurt to do all these dance again, like, I remember when I, watched, I was watching the episode, because, remember, we had, like, three episodes of her just arguing about wanting to go to the roadhouse, so I'm glad she got at least one, like, you say, Jane's moment is just doing just you, like, I'm glad she got her moment, because if all we got, let's say the episode would have ended with her and tried to just get into the bar, we don't see her again, I would have been so pissed off, so I'm glad that we got the moment of her just feeling young again, it was like she was in a time capsule, you know, like, I know that was a fantasy, because it's like, they say Audrey's dance, you know, like, that was, like, very meta for, for um, Lynch. Yeah. Because nobody would really calls it Audrey's dance. that's us, the fans. So, like, I had, a, like, as soon as Audrey's dance and everybody just moves away, I had a feeling it was, like, some weird Lynchian stuff. So, I like I when she runs to him and then we just see her, like, she's, like, in this white room, pretty much psych- psychotic and probably
1: going I'd rather coma or something. Like, I hate the fact that it was... Against her, like, because I think she was such a strong female Female. character that to take her down, like, I think it it almost takes her down a peg, and that's coming
2: from me. Um, I mean, I mean, remember, she got basically raped and got a demon child put into her, so it's like that. We can only imagine what she went through the 25 years before.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you, and if you look at it, the women in Twin Peaks don't have great endings because, uh, Annie, do you know what her fate is, Rai? Did you look into that? So, she and it's JC, yeah, it's sad stuff. So they released a book. Mark Frost released a book in twenty was it seventeen when the final dossier came out, or twenty
2: eighteen? Yeah, no, no. Um, hold I think because one of them came out, the one that covers everything before the finale. No, that
0: that series that, that was before, and then the final what? dossier was
2: after. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it was after the. the so finale.
0: that covers a lot of stuff. Uh, Ryan, and they pretty much say that what happened to Annie is that after they do rescue her from the lodge, and she is in the hospital for a long time. Right, right, JC.
2: Yeah, like when you have a chance, David, I'll send you the clip from the from the missing piece so you can send it to Ryan. Of they show the uh, the scene that she's in the hospital, and she's like, and she has like the the green ring that Cooper had. Mm-hmm. So I will send it to you, so you can send it to Ryan because yeah. it's, it's like that's that's like the last we see her because because um it wasn't in Fire Walk with me one of the, it was one of the leaded scenes.
0: Yeah, so it's it's pretty sad stuff what ends up happening to her. So, uh, and in terms of ten through two, what do you got, JC? I
2: just have like one honorable mention because it was hard. Like I told you, like I had a hard time that I but did, I didn't want to make the episode like the ten number ten type. But um, my ele- number eleven is season three, episode fifteen. That's when Cooper gets electrocuted, which as I said is you knew that he got electrocuted himself. It was that you knew that that's when he was going to return, and it was cool because like remember that uh, Sunset Boulevard, the character's named Gordon Cole. So yes, that's, sir. Like amazing. This that that's the also the episode that has on Norma and Big Ed finally getting together after all the Nadine bullshit. Like that made me so happy. Like just you could see in their smile that it was just, like pure happiness finally and that's also the log lady's final appearance which was cuz Catherine Coulson I think's her name. She passed away in real life so you know like it has a lot of sentimental value for me and because of the way she was used during the whole season. And um episode I mean my number 10 is um season 3 episode 16. You know, Cooper's I am the FBI. Great moment when Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee's character died that scene was dope with the whole shooting and everything. That's probably the most action David Lynch has ever directed in his life.
0: And that came out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> yeah and you know, as much as I love Dougie, just getting Cooper back was great for that episode, and like we talked about Audrey's dance, and then the ending with her being in a mental hospital was great stuff. Um Number nine is season one, episode three, the Ben and Jerry sandwich moment. That was like, I, that's just like such a pure Lynch moment. How they were just biting into the sandwich and like, I was like, only he could make such a thing work. And then that was um. Um, Audrey's dance—that was the when we got that iconic moment for Audrey's dance, which which I don't know if you noticed, like it it morphed into becoming like the dwarf dancing. Like I feel like I think both those were back to back. Um, then it's when we finally get Albert. You know, like Albert, I thought he was such a great character when I mean, we go for those amazing. Yeah,
0: character. I like I liked Albert a lot more in the return than I did and in the OG. That episode
2: also has the, the the Tibetan method with with the whole rock stuff. Yeah, I love that, was, that stuff. That, that scene was this is so funny. Um, number eight is on um, the return, the finale. I'm sorry, the yeah, the finale. It you know, was a game changer when you know, like basically he becomes. I think you know when they when they become like a different character, him and Laura Dern, and just you know Laura, everything with Laura. And I'm, I couldn't know like I said, part seventeen and part eighteen, which is the, that was the name of the two last episodes. They aired together, so I'm like you know. Like after he goes back in time to save Laurie, you know, in my head I'm like, is he actually gonna do? it? Is he gonna really wrap it up? And I was excited. So then when he, number when the finale happened, it was just like such a mindfuck. that we spoke about, you know, he was like, "What year is it? Like that's that's gonna haunt me the same as how's Annie?" I mean, I think he's never gonna explain it. So we're pretty much that's all we're gonna get. We're never gonna know what year it was. And um, number seven is season two, the original finale. You know, like finding when Donna finds that she's Ben's daughter, like that was a little dramatic, but I, I, I liked it because it gave like a soap opera feel to it. And then, like we spoke about the arm set, and next time you see me, it won't be me. And that when you, in hindsight, when you see that he became, became a tree, I feel like it's, like, very symbolic. <laughs> and then when he tells you, I see you in 25 years, like you wasn't watching, but like the the finale aired in 1991, 25 years later, it was so 2016. It was supposed to, the show was supposed to air in 2016, so it would have been a second 25 years later, but something happened where, like, David Lynch was not going to do it, and with all the backtracking, and everything, and it'll come out in 2017. Uh, um, nine and six is episode eight. Like, David didn't really know how I feel about it. Like, we spoke about it, just the best thing David Lynch has ever directed. Uh, number five is um, episode nine Leland's death was amazing. When um, it re- is revealed that Cooper and Laura had the same dream involving the red room, and that Laura was aware of Evan and death, like that, I think that's really cool. When Catherine reveals herself to Ben, like I know a lot of people don't like the whole when well, she's like the Chinese person, mm. but I just thought that whole subplot was cool. um when reading reading how um, a lot of the cast members had no had no idea it was Piper Laurie because Laurie didn't want them to know, I thought it was pretty cool. And then when um, the waiter tells. Um, Cooper, like the the gummy, the gummy leg is coming back in style. I love that because that's how that's how David Lynch announced that they were, you know, on Twitter that the Twin Peaks was returning. He said that gummy leg is coming back in style, and a lot of people started theorizing that Twin Peaks was coming back. So you know, it was just that was pretty thing. That was pretty cool. Um, the fourth is on season three, episode seventeen, which was the the second to last episode, and like Cooper's return to Twin Peaks was great because. No, I'm pretty sure that's what you wanted him to return the whole seat. I mean, Ryan said that he got impatient with the whole Dougie stuff, so I'm pretty sure you were dying for him to come back to Twin Peaks. The sheriff station scene was like the Hulk. That is amazing stuff. Like, and we got the whole like little ball stuff with like Bob coming back and everything. Mm-hmm. Right, the whole I think that whole scene is amazing. The sheriff station, then the reveal when like Diane was really the the the, the like faceless woman. Yep. like I love that stuff. Like like um David said Teapot Philip Jeffries was amazing. And then What's her face? I
1: know how cell phones work now.
2: <laughs> and then um like though just the last like ten minutes, like when Cooper when Cooper travels back in time. I remember when I saw it, I don't even know if this was before Marvel started de aging. So I've always been curious if this was maybe a scene that David Lynch I think I pointed it out to you, David, when when in um Firewalk me when laura screams when she's looking at the woods but there's nothing there yeah like i feel like david lynch always had an idea of what he was going to use that so i think maybe we would have got that like in the sequel because mm-hmm. so, so i don't know if like maybe he filmed this scene and he just like could remember Lee looks pretty young in that scene very like I said, well, this was before it, the eighties started having so i've always been curious like did he age her or or did he actually shoot that and then just i loved it when um when Laura's like, "You're the man I you're the man that I've seen in my dreams" and stuff like that, like, and then the score's playing through that whole scene, it's like amazing. It's crazy because it's like when when um Sarah's trying to smash the picture, and then only the gra- only the glasses like she couldn't she can't break only the glass can break it, but the picture doesn't. So it's like, it's like she could never like you know like basically get rid of Laura. Yeah, and my three is um episode seven. You know, the, like everything we spoke about it is just like the Bob reveal. Uh, Maggie's death. Matt, so, Maddie's death. And then, even though it's not a subplot I like, but it's the first episode we get Nathan as a teenager, which just I felt like that was like the show was going off the rails. And then, number two, just firewalk me, we got to see Laura live, which is why David Lynch did it. Because I remember a lot of the negative press around the movie at the time was because people thought it was going to be a sequel. We were going to get a continuation about How's Annie. So, I like the fact that, you know, we. Heard this, all this talk about how Lara's was, was and this,
0: that this, this and that's girl. that scene in that movie, that starts at the double R oh, with her and Donna. World. Oh, oh my world. god! When then she's kind of like testing uh, Donna to see what if she's down, and then and then share and then uh, Laura's like, okay, let's go. And then it just hits to the score, and they're in another location. My god, it's so good.
2: But yeah, that's my number two fire welcome. Just like, like I said, I, I love the movie for a lot of stuff. The main stuff I love is just, which is what Lynch, White Lynch did it. He just loved this character. He, he he got to see her live, you know, because like Cheryl Lee did such great work as as Maddie. So just to see her actually, I don't know, we got to really, it pieced a lot of things together. Like we got to see, like you said, David, you love the, you love, like you love the scene where Lee and like he starts crying when he's dying, you know, when he realized everything he did. Firewalk Walking shoulders showed us the stuff that he did to her, how he basically used to go into her room and rape her and everything.
0: Yeah, so that's that's good stuff. Something we didn't mention before. Uh, before I get to my my moments, uh, my episodes, I mean. So I think something that we haven't talked about is the fact that Laura whispers something into Cooper again this in the return, and we actually don't hear this time what it is. So I think this this is kind of like David Lynch putting the genie back in the bottle in terms of creating more mystery to what, and that's what he wanted with twin peaks in the first place for it to end as a mystery, not for us to know every single detail. So I kind of like that aspect and we didn't talk about it before. I just wanted to add that. Uh, so yeah, for me, I went with number 10. I have the season two, uh, coma episode two. So there's Cooper talk, uh, talking history of Twin Peaks with Agent Rosenfeld while while Barbershop Cortez sings behind him. There's more of the Log Lady, there's Ronette recognizing the drawing of Bob, and then the incredible sequence where Maddie having visions of Bob climbing over the couch to attack her. Oh yeah, that's... That's really really solid. Uh, Number terrifying. Number 9, Season 1, Episode 8, the season finale, uh, The Last Evening. Uh, Everything about that kind of brings us closer to what we want to know regarding Laura's killer. And... Um, which I do I do think has an anticlimactic ending when Cooper gets shot when we find out who shoots him. Oh, I support
2: Catherine and the worst character.
0: She's very forgettable to but me. That scene,
2: her death was crazy when she gets unlocked in the wood.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty creative stuff
2: for 1991.
0: Uh number eight, season one, episode three. Pretty much the same thing you guys have said. The first time we meet the arm, uh, and the first time we see the red room uh season two episode twenty two beyond life and death the original series finale with Hal Zanny. and I um I kind of did I didn't expect that you, you didn't prep me for it jC you just said you know I'm curious to what your thoughts are but it's such a lynch move
2: Yeah, like, I wasn't trying to like I was trying to leave like a lot for you for you to discover a lot of the stuff um
0: for number number six season two episode seven Lonely Souls when we first find out what Laura's killer. Uh, number five, the return at ep- part seventeen. The past dictates the future. You guys kind of like spoke all about this, so there's not much more for me to add there. S- number four, season two, episode nine, arbitrary law with uh Leland and Bob's confession where uh Leland dies. Number three, season one, episode one, traces to nowhere. The pilot I have it very high because they're it's I think it's one of the best pilots of all time. I don't. Yeah, think- I
2: remember you told me you because you I remember you. You watched it before I woke up, so I remember. When, I, I remember when you sent me the picture. You started watching, and your reaction I wasn't expecting because, like, I was always was it you on whether you would like to peace because I try to recommend that show to other people, but you know, because it's an older show, you know, some people can't really get into it. So I was really surprised that you loved the pilot the way you did.
0: Yeah, I mean, my favorite show of all time is I Love Lucy, a black and white show from the '50s. so yeah, well, that's
2: different. That's like something we grew up with. Like when you're trying to watch a show like from 30 years before for the first time as an adult, it's kind of harder.
0: I think I think that was the the time that I really dived into older cuz that same week I started watching Cheers for the first time. So, it was like
1: old old Did you like Cheers? Sh-
0: yeah. Loved it. It was pr- I didn't finish it cuz it's like 97 seasons. But uh no, yeah,
2: it is a long show I Yeah. Summer, so it's was-
0: but it's it's fun stuff. And then number 2 is uh Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. I think that is
2: I I I guess I already know where your number one is. Oh yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, with with Fire with Me, you kind of nailed everything, JC. In terms of we see Laura live, it's that performance is incredible. I think it should have been nominated for the, the Oscar idolatry, idolatry, and, and Oscar
2: and,
0: and, won. yeah, and she should have won. I see who won. I'm I'm good with her winning, and her career would have probably been a lot different, and she wouldn't have be been a side no, character of yeah. vampires. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no, yeah, that whole that whole film was incredible, and I think it sets up the return really well without trying to set up a, a show twenty five years later. But uh, I'll dive into a little bit of why that may be in the fun facts. But the movie as a whole, I understand at the time why it got the negative feedback that it did, but I think the movie is incredible. It's one of my favorite Lynch uh, works. Uh, and I'll do my number one because I think Ryan, you have the same number one as me, don't you? Yes, I do. And I can't believe it was... So, I I can't believe it was so low for you, JC. I, can't, you know, I, I almost threw it... I almost had a conniption when that shit was, like, number five. <laughs> um. So I'll say... And my number one is episode eight. I mean, it's, it's the best thing Twin Peaks has ever done. Just for answering questions we didn't know we needed the answers or wanted the answers to. Because the one thing I never, ever asked was to myself while watching, I'm like, oh, how did Bob, what was, how did Bob get created? And the fact that it took us to World War, to like an atomic bomb going off, and then we get Judy creating Bob, and then we get the creation of Laura Palmer, like the yin to the yang, the creation of good versus evil, like shows how important Laura is to the entire story. Uh, The fact that you get Leland and Sarah as young folks, and then you understand why Sarah goes crazy, because that creature goes in her mouth it's 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 like it's so what perfect what
2: it was because you you said it was just a regular girl but then i told you like know that's really something sarah Palmer. It's just like it is it's is mind blowing makes me even more sense
0: yeah it ties everything together really well in terms of why certain things happen and why she why i think she's catatonic during Oh, absolutely. Bob's killing
2: when she takes off her face and bites the dude.
0: CGI is too terrible for that. That's why I couldn't I couldn't throw that in any honorable really? mention. Really? I, I love that scene. You like the CGI in that though?
2: No, I just that whole scene that is whole, like, yeah. it's just like, what the fuck? And then, and then how nobody saw her bite the dude.
0: And then um no, I agree. And then Another thing, I'm, and I'm not going to try to step on Ryan's toes here, because I know he wants to that he wants to talk on yeah, it, too.
2: Sometimes you you and Leo tend to leave him breathless. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, not, him
0: to say. definitely not going to leave him breathless here. And then the last thing uh, with episode eight is just the woodsman. Like, got a light.
2: And then I that, remember I kept sending, I used to send you the jibs all the time. you like, what is that? What is that?
0: By the way, the first time we see the woodsman is in Fire Walk with me, and they look all so different.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. and then the upstairs in, bodega. So yeah, them. upstairs
0: in the bodega, yeah. And then Ryan, go ahead.
2: Yeah,
1: the woodsmen are awesome. Like just seeing them for the first like I re- didn't recognize them. So I thought so I yeah, the first would seen
2: them. So David said right now. Yeah, so uh
1: seeing them and then when they crushed the guy, scored in and then I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god." <gosh." laughs> yeah, that's my takeaway.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the radio when he's when he was talking about the well in the water, like yeah. that's just, Abraham Lincoln.
1: Well, is the water
2: drink from it or something like that. Yeah.
0: And you know that's an Abraham Lincoln impersonator, right? The guy that yeah, plays that, him?
2: That's yeah, why, that's why I made that joke because I'm like, even when I watched it, I'm like, he, he looks like Abe. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's awesome.
0: And then what's your number one, JC?
2: The pilot. Oh, of course. Everything, everything you said is just like it's one of the greatest pilots of all time. Like, let's say the show had not got picked up and that's all it was. Like I said, me being a Super David Lynch fan, I would have discovered it and it was like, if, let's see, Twin Peaks never got picked up, would have find a way to find this pilot which in itself still would have been a pretty soft pretty amazing stuff but i'm glad we got the show and everything else yeah so i got to piece together but even if it was his own thing i still would have put it i would have put it very high into my rankings of david lynch work
0: and you know what we never talked about baby david lynch and fire walk with me
2: David oh his his son
0: the no the the oh my god i forgot her name the the older lady the one that Laura goes to visit and gives her food. Oh, and Chalfant? Chalfant? and the little boy that's baby. Oh, did, he
2: tell, did he tell him the little trivia when it connected to the finale or no?
0: No. Uh, Ryan, do you know how it connects? Go ahead.
2: JC, do okay, your thing. You remember when you say you rewatched the finale, right? Yeah. Okay, you remember how when she knocks on the house and the lady that opens the door that she says that her name is Chalfant? Yeah. That's That was the old lady's name. That's right. It's like a small Easter egg, and it was another cool thing about it. Is, that's actually the lady that lives in the house.
0: Yeah, that's her house.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it was just like they wanted to film it because you know it's like the Palmer House. Everybody knows how it looks. You can't. He couldn't put a different house, and we thinking that we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Yeah, know this
0: is this this, this 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 isn't Halloween Five.
2: And it's like a little <laughs> rumor. It well, a, not a rumor, but a theory where the guy, the person that she's talking like off, her husband. That is maybe supposedly the, the the little kid from from the from the show, the grandson. Gotcha.
0: And is the grandson girl? look. The grandson looks like David Lynch. The way he's no, dressed. He's That's his real son.
2: Yeah, I think the one that played him in the show, because remember, the the one from the movie was a different actor, but one of them is David Lynch's son, actually.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. He's got the haircut. Yeah. And he got the, oh my
2: god, it was like... That's why that's I thought you called Baby David Lynch, because I thought you knew that was his son. No,
0: but yeah, the whole, the, that that whole parallel to the house, oh my god, it was like, I, I was telling Jenny, I'm like, oh my god, there's a connection here! And then we get to the end, and I'm like, oh, fucking shit, man. So good. Uh, so yeah, that that wraps everything up in terms of our Best of twin peaks but let me finish off with some facts so I, I always try to like get something unique and not just try to do the the normal stuff some of these you guys may know some of these you may not i think i'll probably know a lot of them yeah so number one number one steven spielberg who was a big fan of the show was originally set oh, to yes. direct the first episode of the second season before david lynch decided to direct it himself
2: which I'm perfectly fine with, because it's like they that was some of the, his best work on the show. But it would have been interesting to see, because maybe, maybe like getting Spielberg attached for the, oh, you know, big, big name directors want to work. You know, maybe we got something special here. I guess Bob Iger didn't realize how special it was.
0: He's made up for it since then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh no. Has he really. Yeah. You know, imagine how much more Twin Peaks we could have gotten, like at least four or five seasons.
0: I think people will think he made up for it with Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs>
2: Well, obviously, in regards to Twin Peaks, it kind of messes up for a bit.
0: Oh, no, of course. Uh, Number two, the series was presented with a time frame of roughly one day per episode in the matter of a soap opera. Kind of what we spoke about earlier. Consequently, the first two seasons take place in the month following the discovery of of the body of Laura Palmer. Uh, Number three, this one is you told me, JC, and uh, Ryan, I know you don't know this. So there were plans to spin off. Audrey's character into her own series, but the production never began. That series turned into 2001's Mulholland Drive,
2: which was actually supposed to be a TV show. You knew that or no?
0: Did you? Yeah, yeah. So, and if you watch Mulholland Drive with that eye of who, because Naomi Watts is supposed to be
2: Audrey, Audrey. right? Yeah. So if you watch, she went to Hollywood trying to make it make it as an actress,
0: and it makes sense. And then um, Fenn has said in an interview, I think this is all the way back to 1997, about the spinoff. David was talking about Mulholland, about Mulholland Drive, and this was before the movie came out. Uh, he talked about like Audrey goes Hollywood. She's driving along Mulholland in the convertible car, but it didn't end up happening. Uh, number four, the pattern of the floor in the Black Lodge is an enlarged version of the pattern on the floor of the lobby of Henry's house in Eraserhead
2: you know how I feel about Erasers? I wouldn't have even though that's probably one I didn't (laughs) could care less about watching Eraser ever again.
0: Number five, there was a 1991 Twin Peaks calendar that Hallmark refused to release due to Sherilyn Fenn's appearance in Playboy, which I I, did. back in the day. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know she was in Playboy until I started doing these facts. Um, Number six, each episode of Twin Peaks was written sequentially. This allowed the overall pilot to gather momentum as it progressed, but allowed for the organic process of adding new elements as the writers thought of them, which is good. I don't know why shows don't do this more often because it allows things to, you know, if characters, if people start loving certain characters more, they can actually just, you know, write them a little differently. That's, yeah. I mean, I look at how I met your mother as a perfect example. Um, David Lynch, we talked about um, sunset Boulevard before so Lynch plays himself the character of Gordon Cole who is named after a minor character in Sunset Boulevard a uh, Lynch has acknowledged as a major influence in his filmography most notably in similar similarly to naming Sunset Boulevard uh, Holland Drive uh number 8 even though they knew from the beginning that it was uh, who it was Mark Frost and David Lynch have stated that they had no intention to ever reveal who killed Laura Palmer but the network forced them to do it so we we knew that but when they finally told Ray Wise that it was Leland, the actor got really upset about it because he was hoping that it wouldn't be him. One reason that he was upset to be the killer was that he had a young daughter at the time of filming, so the idea that his character was revealed to have murdered his only child uh, affected him. Uh, number nine, uh, let me s- According to writer Robert Anglis, he and De- David Lynch originally conceived this film as the first in a series of films exploring the mythology of the Black Lodge, and I'm talking about Firewalk with Me. Uh, to that effect, the two inserted f- the two inserted four characters as outs with uh, with which to continue the story: Agent Dale Cooper, Agent Philip Jeffries, Major Garland Briggs, and Agent Chester Denman. So pretty much the sequels are going to follow those characters, and we didn't get that. So
2: because I- audience couldn't just accept what it was giving them.
0: I mean, it got. Didn't he get a a booed out of con? Yeah, well? Well,
2: comp booed everything. There was a bunch, there's a lot of like classic movies that that's known to get booed.
0: Yeah. Um, originally announced for the production shortly after the cancellation of the f- of the film, uh, it was shelved when several key members of the cast, notably Laura Flynn Boyle, Sherilyn Finn, and Kyle McLaughlin, declined to participate. What do you know why Boyle said no? J C? Nah. Yeah, neither do I. You know, she's too busy being the villain in the Worst Men in Black movie. Oh, my God. Um,
2: That, I, that one was so
0: bad. Yeah. And then to the last couple here, we, we've talked about here on our horror podcast, Quinn Tarantino's opinion is kind of weird, don't you think, like on movies?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, like Crawl, but it's definitely not a top three movie of last
0: year. Yeah, so QT said in a 1992 interview, after I saw Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me at a con, David Lynch had disappeared so far up his ass that I have no desire to see another David Lynch movie until I hear something different. And you know, I loved him. I loved him. So yeah.
2: I Remember when when it comes to Tarantino, a, you know, he's such a huge cinephile. He takes a lot of things personal. Yep. It's I, like you know how he how he wants to retire to ten movies because he I think he one time in one of those like directors' roundtables he took a dig at. At um Billy Wilder, how he was like, you know, he, he ended up, you know, he directed into the eighties, and he was there. He was like, he was directing some some weird comedy. You know, like, you know, so a lot of directors that we love sometimes tend to direct past their prime and just start
0: it's sick, cra- dropping it's, crap. It's crazy. Martin Scorsese is in his late seventies, early eighties, yeah, and of, he's still that's doing of directors. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, and we mentioned, I mentioned the planned trilogy. So the second film in that trilogy was actually supposed to resolve the cliffhanger of the show with the focus being on the doppelgangers and the black lodge. So we were going to get, if people were patient, we were going to get that.
2: Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm, when I read that, I'm like, I wish we would've got to Cause I love like, saying, oh we be you. We, we all three of us we love fire walk. We, like, I would've left us two other movies.
0: Agreed. Uh, last, last four, uh, four here. The, the return was originally set for nine episodes, but it was later doubled to 18. Do you think that Dougie would have been accepted better if it was only nine episodes, JC?
2: Um, No, still, because it, it still would have, it's just people, a lot of people just didn't like, I love the character, but I do understand where people come in from, you know, like, you know, like, we love, we love Dale Cooper, like, you know, we want to see him back, like, we did it, like, I remember you looked up, what episode? Well, Jenny did. She looked up like what episode he returns. And you guys were like, "Oh man, it's so late." But I guess, so I, I understand the argument that people have. It's like you know, like you want you know after waiting so long, you want more Dill Cooper. Not having Dill Cooper just for the last two episodes.
0: Yeah, Ryan. Thoughts? You think it would have helped?
1: I think it would have helped
2: tremendously. I think because it would have just been a nice little tight nip Like
1: my favorite season, season one, and I think one of the reasons is is because it's a nice little tight. Season eight episode, yeah, yeah. So, I think if that were translated to season three, and I think that's what hurts season two is how is all those extended episodes, um, and if it was to translate to season three, especially with Dougie, I think it would have helped
0: a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think this is one of those shows that I think suffer from being 22 episodes in the season two.
2: Well, I feel like if if, if we hadn't discovered who Lara was so early into the season, we would have had my like, let's say would have discover who was the killer like in episode 15 and 16 yeah it's the fact that we got the killer which you know, was the main focus and a lot of what came after was just so bad like i feel like if all the if epidemics has just stuck with the show and so many of the episodes were strong we probably wouldn't have complained about the length yeah it's I- because so much crap happened
0: agreed uh next one Laura Flynn Boyle was offered to return as Donna and she refused in the return
2: I mean, unless she was doing Waze World, well, there was no reason why she shouldn't have returned. Yeah. yeah. For the return? No all oh, the ret- I think sorry, I thought it was some because no. she got replaced. No Fire so so I don't even know why. She probably thought she was too big for that, even though she hasn't done shit in so long.
0: Yep. So I have no idea why she didn't return for the return. Um next next couple of ones here. David Lynch was nominated for two thousand eighteen Emmy. Uh do you know who he lost to? JC?
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure I probably read it, but I can't remember. So, like, refreshment, because I want to see if, if it was actually worth... I mean, nothing... No, I don't think any TV director did better than episode 8, but... So, was
0: he, he was nominated for directing. He lost to Ryan Murphy for the for the first episode of the Versace. And that's a, that's a tough... I mean, episode 8, I mean, I'll Versace, take. Episode, but that's, that's a really episode. good episode.
2: But I remember it's like... I guess Versace is more accessible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's probably what helped it.
0: And then finally, there is some debate as to the chronological order of the series, bearing in mind that the events take place 25 years after those original, uh, which take place in 1989. The continuation should begin in 2014. However, there are several clues throughout that suggest that the new series is set after this closer to 2017. And it kind of goes to what you were saying, JC, that... It was kind of, Lynch first hinted at in 2014, right?
2: Yeah, he he, he said that, gun, and it, it, it took a part, because at first, he, you know, they it was a go, and then there was, like, scripting issues or something, like, like, something filmmaking-wise that with the script, and then he wasn't going to do it, which got me pissed off, <laughs> and then he said it was back on, and then that's when they decided, like, Original Order was 9, that they, they bumped it up to 18, because he had ran such a, a lengthy script.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So that wraps up everything on Twin Peaks. I hope that anyone oh, that.
2: One more trivia for Ryan. Yep. You okay. know, Mark Frost is the guy that created the show with David Lynch. Do you know what combat book movie he wrote?
1: I feel like I do, but I can't think of it off the top of my head.
2: Okay. I'll give you that. It's an iconic team, and they have never been done justice in film. Fantastic Four.
0: Yep. Which one?
2: He wrote He wrote both of them the Fantastic Four and the Rise of Silver Surfer.
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I found that out, I'm like, Jesus! Like, he really does work better with with David Lynch. Seriously. And everything else he's done by himself is trash.
0: For sure. I, I enjoyed the 2000. Of season. course you do, right? Of well, course sure, you I mean, do. I
2: mean, it's it's decent, but I mean, I mean, compared to what we got with Fan Fantastic, like, I, obviously, I, I think we all take 2005 so over it. But you know that that's what I'm happy with Kevin Feige because I feel like he's finally gonna do that justice. Oh yeah.
0: For sure. I I'm down for David Lynch, Mark Frost, Fantastic Four.
2: <laughs> That'd be weird. He probably he he would even want to show the powers. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I,
0: and just seeing Ben Grimm's origin would have been like through David Lynch's eyes would be wonderful. But yeah, that wraps everything up. Uh, for those that have not seen Twin Peaks and decided to listen today, definitely check it out on Netflix season one and two. Uh, HBO Max has Firewalk with me and Showtime has The Return so it is very accessible on streaming right now thanks guys for joining us next week we're going to d- dig into another David David Fincher with his latest release Mank until then see you at the movies